0: Hey, Adam hey, hey. Hill. Adam Hill Sorry, covers Adam. the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Damn Journal. It. There's no real way to segue from that, but we'll just do the best we can with it. It's been an interesting offseason, Adam, for the uh, for the Raiders. I mean, you got Darren Waller surprisingly getting traded to the uh, the Giants. Jimmy Garoppolo signs his three year deal. Uh, let me go to the Darren Waller thing first. W- was that surprising to you? Was there any rumblings that Darren Waller could get moved? Because I know from the outside looking in, for me, I was shocked to see that trade happen.
1: It wasn't as surprising as walking into Kelly Osborne slander. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the surprising thing. And uh, you know, if you, uh, I'll, uh, I'll answer the Darren Waller question for sure. But I also uh, was covering the Gonzaga UCLA game last night. So if you have any, uh, any thoughts or questions about that, I can help you out too. Oh, I don't, Adam. I don't, w- uh, don't want to talk about that. Adam, UCLA that was the game UC- of the year. No,
0: UCLA let me down. Don't listen to Ryan. Love He's, it. It was the worst. My God. zags. No,
1: I, I do enjoy that. Uh, I, I can see the back of my head just like freaking out when Julian hit that shot because I had to change my lead. I was on deadline. I had about 40 minutes to rewrite the entire story. So I, I'm watching back the replay last night and see my head on the court side. just like, oh no, now I got to rewrite everything. So yeah, that was, a, that was a good experience. But no, in terms of Darren Waller, uh, was there rumblings that there was issues? Yeah, kind of. Like you could tell there were some things going on and there were some key moments throughout the year that looking back now, were a much bigger deal than they looked at at the time. But, you know, Darren Waller missed extended periods this year. And uh, there was a comment by Derek Carr at one point about not everybody doing their work to get back on the field. And it was clearly directed at Darren Waller when he said it. And, you know, they kind of, you know, left it under the rug and said, no, 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 I was talking about everyone. And, you know, everybody has to be on board. But, no, it, it caused some dissension in the locker room. I know there were some issues between Darren and Derek. And even though Derek is gone now, um, I think there was other guys in the locker room that, Look at Darren a certain way, and I I think you know the bottom line is I'm very careful when I say this to say I'm not criticizing Darren. I actually very much support Darren, but Darren believes that his mental health and his well being and all those things are much more important than maybe what everybody else sees as hey everything's about the team. And I think Darren understands like hey for me individually like I have certain things that I have to do in my life and and look out for myself, and that doesn't always line with you know team concepts. And I think that was a kind of the beginning of some issues.
2: Adam, what do you think went down with, I mean, I not that there were really strong rumors, but Devontae Adams kind of mentioned, obviously, that he'd like to play with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was at a golf event. Everybody was talking about the Raiders. It looks like he's going to end up being a Jet. Did Josh McDaniels not want Aaron Rodgers? Did the Raiders just think, hey, he's 39 years old. He's really expensive. What do you think happened there? Because I was surprised they didn't go all in for him.
1: Yeah, I think they kicked the tires. Uh I, I you know, I, obviously Tom Brady was plan A. Yeah. all along. And and the Raiders understood uh, that Tom Brady might play and if he did he was probably playing in Las Vegas but they also understood there was a chance he was going to retire I think they were very clear and very certain about that they always had other options and Aaron Rodgers was in the mix and I think they kicked the tires a little bit and they're finding out what the Jets are finding out now it wasn't going to be an easy process it wasn't going to be a case of Aaron just saying hey I'm coming to play for you and then the deal was done you're going to have to give up a lot and look I think the Raiders also looked around at their roster and said are we Aaron Rodgers away from winning a title and, and the answer is really no I don't, I don't think that they have the team in place uh, to win and if you're if you're not going to win in the next one year maybe two like why would you mortgage a lot for aaron Rodgers if that's not the situation that you're in and kind of set yourself back two or three years when he's done playing which might be after this year so um i, I think that they you know they they tried to kind of felt it out a little bit and decided that wasn't the right move and i would probably agree with that even though i think aaron yeah. Rodgers is a very very good player
0: yeah it's tough when you don't have a long-term commitment and you have to give up a lot of assets which is the issue the jets are certainly dealing with right now. You know, we went into last year and looked at that AFC West and said, oh man, it's loaded. The Chiefs and the Chargers are about, and the Broncos have Russell Wilson and the Raiders were a playoff team last year. And then it wasn't as competitive as we thought the division was going to be. You look at it now, the Chiefs obviously the heavy favorites to win the division. Chargers sit behind them. Broncos at plus 450. And then it's the Raiders all the way down there at 14 to 1 to win the AFC West. Now, I'm not looking at that team as a, you know, division winner over the Chiefs or even the Chargers, any of that. But I do see a team that at least has potential, I think, to be more competitive than where they were last year. When I watched it again from afar, and you were up close to this, so that's why we've got you, Uh, uh, it seems like Josh McDaniel started to at least figure it out a little bit. Where At the beginning, it looked like he was way in over his head, and you're going, this guy can't coach. He's clearly not a head coach. And then started to feel like he realized he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, and it's more of let's work with Derek Carr. Now you got Jimmy Garoppolo. What are the expectations for this team given the fact that you've, I don't know if we've upgraded. I think maybe it's probably even at quarterback with Derek Carr, but Derek Carr two years ago, man, what he did just to be the leader of that team to get them to playoffs with everything going on off the field. I just, I find the Raiders so interesting to me because they've made some changes and there's some talent there, but it just feels like after last year, there was so many unfulfilled expectations.
1: For sure. And I'm sorry to keep answering things that you're not asking, but aren't we about to do the same thing with the AFC East that we did with the AFC West last year?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're actually right.
1: (laughs) I think we're about to do that. Um, Yeah, in terms of Raiders, look, I think that they're in a tough spot. I think they're in a really tough spot. Last year, I thought they made all the wrong moves. um, And I was, you know, kind of on an island screaming by myself that they took over a team that made the playoffs that needed to be reconstructed. But because they had just made the playoffs, everybody was like, hey, you're a player away. You're two players away. Make some moves and get better. And I don't think that's what they should have done. If you look back to two years ago, they got in the playoffs because they won a bunch of games against backup quarterbacks and then fluke plays late in games, right? And the record was not what it should have been. They had a better record than they should have because they kind of snuck their way in in a couple of games and somehow overcame some crazy things that happened off the field to make the playoffs. And all of a sudden, you have fool's gold. And you walk in and, and you, you treat it that way. Now, I think they should probably be going in the other direction to rebuild, but I don't think that McDaniels and Ziegler have jobs if they step back like they should. Like, they should completely tear this down and try to play for two, three years from now, but they don't have time to do that. So, I think they're trying to patch some things together, try to make it work as much as they possibly can to be competitive, and they know that still in two years, if they draft a quarterback this year, they develop them, maybe they can compete then. But they can't just throw everything away. They can't tear it down in that way. So they're just trying to piece it together. And if you look, a lot of the contracts they're signing are one year, maybe two years. Like, I think that they want to create a lot of contracts that are going to expire, that they can develop some young players. They have 12 draft picks, draft a bunch of guys to go with the guys you drafted last year. And when they're ready to really compete in a year or two, now you can add a whole bunch of players in free agency. So I think that's how they're constructing some of these offseason moves.
2: Who would you prefer, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? As far as like two guys that might be projects, Richardson probably more of a project, but has the higher ceiling. Levis had a great, you know, pro day. Obviously, today throwing the football. Who would you prefer? You know, obviously, because they're most likely not going to start until next year, maybe the year after.
1: Yeah, look, I might be the wrong person to ask on this because I'd probably prefer either of you two over Will Uh, Levis. I I can (laughs) play. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but you're injury-prone, Ryan, so I don't know if we want you Yeah, I got a bum hip at him, and I'm really hungover today. (laughs) Okay,
1: well, that probably won't work in Vegas, so I'm going to (laughs) avoid drafting you. Yeah, Um, yeah, look, I'm an Anthony Richardson guy for sure in terms of um, how he projects, how he could potentially play. Um, I I think he's a guy that if you take a shot at him, you can develop him. I also don't think they're going to be able to get him. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that uh, they're, they're more eyeing what they can do in the second round because they did Feel around a little bit for the first pick. They're not going to get that, obviously. Carolina's got that, and I think C.J. Stroud is going there. Mm-hmm. Um, then does Bryce Young go to Houston? Probably. And if if uh, Richardson is still there at four, I think the Colts take him. And then you got to look and see if somebody's going to draft up and you know trade up and get the third pick from the Cardinals and maybe take a quarterback there. Uh, so uh, you know you could have the top four gone right away. I know that there's other guys, there's second round guys that the Raiders certainly have their eyes on, and I think uh, believe can develop, but. Then again, you've got a guy like Hendon Hooker, who I think the Raiders really, really like and would love to have in the second round, who's now all of a sudden mocked in a couple spots late first. So, you know, could you get the guy in the second round that you want? I don't know, but I think it's more likely that they take a guy in the second round, especially with Garoppolo in place now, uh, to do that. And I think really quick, one of the real uh, things that was maybe missed uh, nationally by the signing of Garoppolo instead of Carr, if you say, hey, look, they're kind of a parallel uh, move, you're not really going up with, with Garoppolo well, I think Garoppolo is much more likely to be willing to work with a young quarterback than Carr would have been, yeah. and I think that was part of the reason that you bring Garoppolo in.
0: What's the feeling so far on Josh McDaniels as a head coach? There, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's
1: what I wanted to hear. I, I think I think I'm I think I'm higher on him than most. Okay, um, I think I understand kind of where he's trying to go, um, but there are a lot of things that you leave just kind of confused. And every time I think, hey, look, I like what he's doing here, I like what he's doing here. And all of a sudden you say, wait, I'm not so sure anymore. Um, And, look, you also have to look at it as a combination with Dave Ziggler, his very close friend. You know, they've been very close since college. They came here together. I think Dave Ziggler is a guy that a lot of people are very high on. I'm high on him for sure. uh, But they are a package deal. So they kind of work together in tandem. And, um, you know, I I think if you trusted Dave Ziggler, you kind of have to trust in in Josh McDaniels too. Uh, Like you said, I think there were some signs last year of of maybe learning some lessons. And then this offseason you say – Oh wait a minute! I know the move that they just made is very is very much comparable to what they did in Denver in terms of a long term uh, long snapper that was very popular in the in the clubhouse uh, was just cut and they moved on to a new guy and and I think a lot of people are like wait what is this about this is this is more Denver stuff coming from Josh McDaniels regime so those are the kind of things you say maybe he hasn't learned the lessons but. I do feel like talking to him, being around him every day. Like there are a lot of lot of lessons that he learned, and I think there is a lot of potential there for him still.
2: What do you think the ceiling is for the team heading into the season? And I know we still have obviously have to hit the draft. We don't even know what the roster is going to look like. But in a tough division, even if it's not as tough as we thought it was going to be last year, I actually think it's going to be better this year. Now that Justin Herbert has a real play caller Mm -hmm. that'll let him push the ball down the field, we'll see what Sean Payton does in Denver. I'm not making that mistake. Oh, I think they're going
0: to be better. But what do you
2: think the ceiling would be for the Raiders? Like playoffs, maybe, or just you know seven, eight wins and kind of get your quarterback of the future?
1: Well, I mean, I was way down on them last year uh, going into the season. I didn't see what everybody else saw in terms of their potential, but uh, this year I'm way down on them, so maybe you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Maybe this year uh, they'll be up. I I don't know. Everybody else is down on them, and I'm thinking maybe they're going in the right direction. I'm not sure. So um, there's a lot, but I think it's going to be very tough to make the playoffs. It's going to be very tough, obviously, to win the division. Uh, And then can you fight for a wild card when you have six games against those really good teams in the West? It's not going to be easy. You've got a road game in Buffalo, which could potentially be in Europe, I guess. But, um, you know, you've got a a pretty tough schedule uh, in terms of who you're playing and where your road games are. So I just think there's a lot of obstacles in their way. Uh, Again, my my recommendation, if I was – you know, with the organization, if I was a fan of the team, which I'm not, I just cover them, but uh, I'd want them to lose every game they possibly could and try to draft Caleb Williams next year. But I don't think that's what yeah. the direction they're going.
0: I'm with a- you. There. Everybody would love Caleb Williams, that's for sure. Got about two minutes left here. You said you were at the, you covered the uh, UCLA Gonzaga game. Uh, is is this the year for Gonzaga now? I mean, it's as wide open as it could be. <laughs> their defense is the worst it's been in 16 years. Yet they just continue to just find ways to win games. What do you think of them?
1: As uh, somebody holding a Gonzaga future, I want to say that it's not. I don't think they can do it. I don't yeah. want to jinx it. So, no, they can't. Um, I'm with yeah, you. <laughs> I, look, this is, the year that, this is the year that I thought that they could do it. And Look, I talked, I covered the Gonzaga uh, West Coast Conference Tournament here in Vegas when they played over at the Orleans a mile away. I'm at T-Mobile right now uh, where they're going to play tomorrow. Um, a mile away, they played in the West Coast Conference Tournament. I, told, I said to Drew Timmy, you one thing you've never done in your college career is enter the tournament as anything but a one seed. This is the one year that you're not a one seed. And he laughed. He, he re- just laughed right away. He said, oh, I know. And he's like, this feels really, really good. And I talked to him again today and said, hey, do you remember that conversation? And he said, oh, yeah. He's like, w- we knew coming in, this was the year. Like yesterday was the first time they ever wore their blue jerseys in the tournament. They weren't the home team. They weren't they weren't the favorite high seed. That's the first time it's ever happened in a tournament game for them. Uh, and he said it just, it just feels different and they, they don't have that pressure on them. So um, I, I think they've got that. But that being said, man, has looked good, and they looked unbelievable up close yesterday, so I, I'm very interested in this game tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I made sure to jump on UConn to get a future in them winning the title, because uh, Kansas and UCLA now have let me down, so it is what it is. Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. Great talking to you, man. This was fun.
1: Thanks, man. Of course. Anytime. Sounds good.